This is the Tudor's Dynasty Podcast. And now, a brief history. In the medieval period, women didn't marry for love. They had little say in politics and were stuck as housewives with little power. Except, that wasn't always the case. On this episode of A Brief History, we're going to look back at one medieval woman who managed to defy all expectations and become Queen of England, shaping the course of English history. Elizabeth Woodville was born around 1437, although as a lower-ranking woman, her birth and age were not recorded. The marriage of Elizabeth's parents had caused a scandal at court. Elizabeth's mother was Jaquetta of Luxembourg, a noble European woman who had been married to the Duke of Bedford, an heir to the English throne. If fate had taken a different course, and young King Henry VI had died as a teenager, then Jaquetta would have become queen. Instead, Bedford died after two years of marriage, leaving Jaquetta a desirable widow. She was taken under the care of the English crown, and much like the widow of King Henry V, Catherine of Valois, was ordered not to remarry without the consent of the king. Young Jaquetta, however, was not going to let this stand in her way, for she had fallen deeply in love with a man named Richard Woodville. Richard was a knight and far below Jaquetta in social status. The couple married in secret, and when the king found out, he was furious. King Henry confiscated the land and wealth that Jaquetta had inherited from her first husband, and she and Richard Woodville were fined 1,000 pounds, and they were ostracized from court. With little help from others at court, Richard and Jaquetta were forced to sell some of their land to powerful allies in order to pay the large fine to the king. And once their fine was paid in full, they were finally returned to favor. It was about this time that Jaquetta gave birth to their daughter Elizabeth. Despite the rocky start to their marriage, Jaquetta and Richard soon became friends with King Henry and his wife, Margaret of Anjou. In fact, they were considered some of the most loyal subjects. But by the 1450s, civil war had broken out in the country between Henry VI, who was part of the House of Lancaster, and the Duke of York, who was another claimant to the English throne. This civil war became known as the Wars of the Roses, with the White Rose representing the House of York and the Red Rose the House of Lancaster. In 1452, Elizabeth Woodville married Sir John Grey of Leicestershire, a member of the Baronage. The marriage was seen as a good match. Even though her mother Jaquetta had been a noblewoman married to a prince of England, she had married below her status, and thus was seen as the wife of a knight, causing their children to be significantly lower on the social ladder. At the time of her marriage to Sir John Grey, Elizabeth was around 15 years old, and Grey about 20. They had two sons together, the eldest named Thomas and the youngest, named Richard. As the year 1459 arrived, discontent in England reached a peak, and battles broke out across the country between supporters of King Henry VI and those of Richard Plantagenet, 3rd Duke of York. By the end of the following year, the Duke of York had been victorious, having captured Henry VI, holding him hostage. The Duke was named Protector of England and heir to the throne, if he outlived the king. Much like Edward Seymour, Duke of Somerset, nearly a century later, he ruled as king in all but name. 
Margaret of Anjou had fled England with the couple's son, Prince Edward, and as you can expect, was not pleased at the change in their status. Margaret decided to fight for her son's inheritance and launched an invasion with the support of the Queen Regent of Scotland. Fortune's wheel had a wicked sense of humor, and Richard Plantagenet, Duke of York, was killed in a battle on the outskirts of Wakefield in northern England. However, his eldest surviving son, Edward, who was just 18 at the time, continued his father's fight. Now considered heir to the throne, Edward understood the consequences were deadly for him if he did not continue the fight his father had started. With the help of his supporters, Margaret of Anjou's forces were defeated, and Edward was crowned King Edward IV of England. Many families lost loved ones during the Wars of the Roses, and Elizabeth Woodville was no exception. She experienced her own personal tragedy when her husband John Gray was killed fighting for Henry and Margaret at the Second Battle of St. Albans. Elizabeth, who was 23 years old, with two young children, was now a widow. With Edward IV now king and Margaret and King Henry VI in exile at the Scottish court, the Woodvilles were in a difficult position. They had been staunch Lancastrians, but now accepted that unless they too were going to flee the country, they had to reconcile with the new Yorkist regime. Lucky for them, King Edward was keen to get as many allies as he could to secure his hold on the throne, and he welcomed Richard Woodville back into his government. Elizabeth, however, was struggling with her widowhood. Her mother-in-law tried to reclaim three manors and an annual income that she had granted Elizabeth and her husband when they were married. The manners and money were a way to sustain Elizabeth now that her husband was dead, and without it, she would be destitute. Her parents had 12 other children to look after, and they could do little to support Elizabeth, especially when their own survival under a new king was uncertain. Eventually, Elizabeth managed to find a powerful ally at court. Lord Hastings, a neighboring landowner who was a close friend of Edward IV and Lord Chamberlain of the household. Elizabeth made a dangerous deal with him. He agreed to support her claim to her properties and income over her mother-in-law, but in exchange for a potential marriage alliance and a share of the rental income from the lands. The marriage, which was proposed, was between one of Elizabeth's sons and a female relation of Hastings although at the time, Hastings had no daughters or nieces available. The agreement relied upon a girl being born within the next six months. If not, Elizabeth would have to pay a significant fine to Hastings. Elizabeth had no choice but to agree to this, so that she could continue to support her children. However, fate was quick to change for Elizabeth. Just five months after her deal with Hastings, King Edward IV made a shocking announcement to his court. He had married Elizabeth Woodville. Elizabeth was now the wife of the king. This incredible change of circumstances for Elizabeth was unprecedented. Elizabeth was the daughter of a mere knight, and though her mother was considered noble enough to marry a prince, Edward's government did not consider that this made her worthy enough to become the next queen of England. Despite their unhappiness, there was nothing the lords could do. Edward and Elizabeth had married in secret and consummated their marriage, and Edward seemed very much in love with his new bride. In fact, not long after their marriage, the legend of their meeting circulated Europe as a story of romance demonstrating Elizabeth's virtue. It was said that Edward was hunting near Elizabeth's home one day, 
when he found her standing underneath a tree with her two small boys, looking very downcast. Edward asked her what was wrong, and she explained to him her woes with her mother-in-law and her worry for her children. Edward was enchanted by this beautiful woman and was determined to help Elizabeth. King Edward continued to meet with Elizabeth, falling in love with her and wishing to sleep with her. However, the chaste and noble Elizabeth refused to stoop to become his mistress, which, much like Henry VIII with Anne Boleyn, only ignited Edward's passion even further as it showed her to be wise and well-mannered. Eventually, as the story goes, Edward decided to make her his wife and his queen. The story is filled with romantic tropes of the day, and is probably something of an elaboration designed to show Elizabeth's virtue. As a woman with two children who had been married before, she didn't fit the trope of a young virgin bride that the queens of England had tended to be in recent centuries. To demonstrate that she still held the qualities of such a bride, it was important to stress that she was still chaste and pure, which was demonstrated by her refusal of the king's advances. Elizabeth had become the first English-born queen consort of England since the 11th century. Although the court was initially skeptical about her suitability as a bride, Jaquetta had taught her daughter well in courtly virtues, and she soon won over the court with her excellent behavior and adherence to custom. Elizabeth's many siblings were also very useful tools for King Edward, who swiftly married them off to powerful nobles as a way to bring further support to his regime and secure his hold on the throne. The first years of their marriage were very successful, with numerous children in quick succession. Edward seemed secure in his rule, and a lot of the wounds of the Wars of the Roses seemed healed. However, as the 1460s progressed, Edward's cousin, the Earl of Warwick, a.k.a. the Kingmaker, became increasingly discontent. This brief interruption is brought to you by, well, me. Do you love Tudor's Dynasty? Consider becoming a patron on Patreon. Patrons get access to all kinds of amazing things that the everyday listener does not. Find out more by going to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Tudor's Dynasty, and click Become a Patron for details. All right, back to the show. In the early years of Edward's reign, Warwick had been his right-hand man, vital in winning key battles that secured his rise to power, and helping to secure foreign alliances whilst Edward was busy winning over the nobles of England. But as time went on, and Edward settled in with his family, he began to take charge of affairs himself, and also listen more to the advice of Elizabeth and her family. Warwick began to lose influence at court, and became convinced that it was all down to the Woodvilles. He started to plot with Edward's brother, the Duke of Clarence, telling him that he could make Clarence king if he would marry one of his daughters. Warwick and Clarence rebelled against Edward, eventually capturing him and holding him hostage. Whilst Warwick had control of Edward, he quickly set about ridding himself of the Woodvilles. He executed Richard Woodville and one of his sons, John, in an illegal show trial. Elizabeth had now lost her father and one of her brothers. If this was not enough, Warwick also accused her mother Jaquetta of using witchcraft against him and forced Edward to order an investigation into her crimes. Luckily for Jaquetta and Elizabeth, Warwick started to lose control of the country. 
With Edward in his custody, rebellions and petty battles broke out across the country between warring nobles who had only been kept in place through Edward's power. Before the country collapsed, Warwick had to release Edward to restore royal power. With Edward now free, he was able to save Jaquetta, and the results of the investigation showed that Jaquetta had been set up, and the allegations against her were false. Although Warwick was temporarily reunited with Edward, it wasn't long before Warwick again decided his hatred of the Woodvilles and loss of power was too great. He defected back to the exiled Margaret of Anjou and arranged an invasion force with her to place Henry VI back on the throne. The force was launched in 1470 and took Edward by surprise. Edward was surrounded by hostile armies and was forced to flee the country with his brother Richard, Duke of Gloucester, and one of Elizabeth's brothers, Anthony Woodville. Elizabeth, who was eight months pregnant at the time, feared for her life. Her husband was abroad, hostile armies were advancing on her, and she was a vulnerable and important political player. Elizabeth felt she had no other choice but to flee to sanctuary in Westminster Abbey with her three young daughters. Elizabeth stayed in sanctuary for just over six months, during which time she gave birth to her first son by Edward, his heir to the contested throne. In April 1471, Edward managed to retake London, and with it, his crown, with Henry VI captured and placed in the Tower of London. Once again, Edward IV secured his position as King of England, and for the second time had the crown placed on his head at Westminster Abbey, after which he rushed to meet his wife and children. To ensure his crown would never again be threatened, it's believed that Henry VI was murdered in the Tower of London, and his only son and heir, Edward of Lancaster, was killed fighting in the Battle of Tewkesbury. Margaret of Anjou was captured and imprisoned, a defeated woman. The next decade saw peace envelop the country, and Edward and Elizabeth settled happily into their marriage. Elizabeth gave birth to several more children, and in total the couple had seven daughters and three sons. Elizabeth became a popular queen, particularly amongst the Londoners, as she was seen to act according to her position, and she had suffered in sanctuary alongside her people. But spring 1483 brought tragedy for Elizabeth, when Edward IV died suddenly at the age of 40, having previously been seen as fit and healthy. Now Elizabeth and Edward's eldest son became King Edward V at the age of 12. Elizabeth ordered her brother and her son from her first marriage to bring the new king to London, as he was currently staying with his own household at Ludlow. But en route to the capital for his coronation preparations, Edward V was seized by his uncle, Edward IV's brother, Richard, Duke of Gloucester. Richard professed his loyalty to the new king, but he arrested Elizabeth's family members and dismissed the rest of the king's servants. When Elizabeth got word of what happened, she once again feared for her safety and that of her children, and for the second time in her life, she fled to sanctuary at Westminster, bringing with her her daughters and her youngest son by Edward. Richard arrived in London with Edward V, and whilst he seemed to be continuing plans for the king's coronation, it was agreed that he should act as protector of the realm, whilst Edward was underage. With an official date set for Edward's coronation, Richard made the Archbishop of Canterbury persuade Elizabeth to send her other son out of sanctuary to prepare for the coronation of his brother. With the promises of the boy's safety from the Archbishop, 
Elizabeth agreed to release the prince to his custody, though she and her daughters stayed in the safety of sanctuary. As the coronation approached, however, Richard wrote to his allies asking for money and support against Elizabeth and her family, claiming that they were plotting to murder him. He arrested close friends and supporters of the dead king and the Woodvilles. Finally, the day before the coronation of Edward V was meant to take place, Richard had Elizabeth's brother, Anthony, and son, Richard Gray, executed. Elizabeth's flight to sanctuary now seemed incredibly wise, but her two sons by Edward were in Richard's custody. These two boys became known to history as the princes in the tower. Edward's coronation day came and went, and he was never crowned. And over the next few months, the boys were seen less and less, until eventually they were never seen again. Most people believe the boys had been murdered, on Richard's orders, to clear his way for the throne. Although numerous pretenders, claiming to be the boys, who had escaped Richard's grasp, appeared over the years. In July, Richard and his wife were crowned King and Queen of England. Elizabeth and her daughters spent the rest of the year in sanctuary, whilst their supporters either fled abroad, rebelled, or were either imprisoned or executed. By January the next year, Richard III's reign seemed secure, particularly with the disappearance of Edward IV's two male heirs. Parliament issued Titulus Regius, which proclaimed Richard as king and gave reasons for disinheriting Elizabeth's children. It was claimed that because Edward and Elizabeth's marriage was undertaken in secret, without consent of the lords of the land, that it was not legitimate. The old claims of witchcraft against Jaquetta that Warwick had fabricated years previously were revived, and it was claimed that Elizabeth and her mother had used sorcery to trick Edward into loving Elizabeth. Claiming that Elizabeth had used love magic to make Edward want to marry her was another reason to make the marriage illegal, as it was a form of coercion. Eventually, Elizabeth was persuaded to come out of sanctuary with her daughters to help bring more security to the new reign. However, Elizabeth was so fearful for her safety after Richard's actions against her family that she only agreed to do so after Richard swore a solemn oath in front of the lords of the land, the most senior members of the church, and the men of London whilst placing his hand on holy relics. He swore that he would cause Elizabeth and her daughters no harm. He would not imprison any of them, and he would find suitable marriages for his nieces. It was not long before Richard himself was to fall. Henry Tudor, another claimant to the throne, had been in exile and was gathering supporters from loyal followers of Edward IV, who had fled Richard's rule. Henry promised the exiled lords that he would claim the throne from Richard and marry Edward IV's eldest daughter, Princess Elizabeth, to reconcile the old regime with his own. At the Battle of Bosworth in 1485, Henry Tudor defeated Richard III in battle and became King of England. Henry stuck to his promise and married Princess Elizabeth, whilst also annulling Richard's ruling of her illegitimacy. Elizabeth Woodville was returned to her honorary position as Queen Dowager and mother of the new queen. Elizabeth had survived more strife and lived to see her daughter on the throne. After so much turmoil in her life, Elizabeth spent her last few years in quiet retirement, largely away from the court, visiting her daughter occasionally. For a time, Henry Tudor considered marrying his mother-in-law to the King of Scotland, which would have brought Elizabeth back into politics and made her queen once again. 
However, the plans never came to fruition, and Elizabeth died in June 1492. She was given a very simple funeral, although several members of her surviving family attended, and she was buried next to her beloved husband, Edward IV. Her daughter, Queen Elizabeth, gave birth to a baby girl a month after the funeral, and the girl was named Elizabeth in her honor. Elizabeth Woodville experienced all the highs and lows of the turbulent 15th century. Her family was hit hard by the conflicts of the Wars of the Roses, losing family members in battle and from executions. She and her mother were twice accused of witchcraft, and Elizabeth Woodville lost several of her children when others scrambled to claim the throne for themselves. But she had also risen from the lowly daughter of a knight to the Queen of England, mother of a short-lived king, as well as mother of the first Tudor queen consort, Elizabeth of York. She twice feared so much for her life that she hid in sanctuary, but she survived all of these trials, and after having her daughter placed on the throne, every subsequent monarch of England was descended from her. Her legacy thus continues to this day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Tudor's Dynasty podcast. You can follow and support the Tudor's Dynasty podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon at Tudor's Dynasty. 